This is Ice T and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and this is a cold call. We're on a mission to get America to switch to cold water washing with Tide. It saves you energy, and that saves you up to one hundred and fifty dollars a year on your energy bill. Plus, Tide cleans better in cold than the bargain brand in hot. So, what are you waiting for? Turn to cold because Stone Cold said so. Turn to cold with Tide. Energy savings based on average from switching from hot to cold and non-HE machines. Performance based on Tide Power Pods versus leading baking soda packs. Cascade Platinum every night saves you water every night. Come meet me at the dishwasher, baby. See, hand washing dishes at your sink uses about four gallons of water every two minutes. Naughty, naughty sink. But with Cascade Platinum at your dishwasher, four gallons of water gets the whole job done. So the flow of that H2O and change your routine. Do it every night with Cascade Platinum. A surprising way to save water. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Shepreneur with BC Ubo on Africa Business Radio. It's time we talk about young, strong, and empowered African women succeeding in their craft. It promises to be fun, exciting, educative, and informative. So, welcome to the show! On the trivia today, we put out a question on social media as usual, and we got answers right back to help you learn important facts in history relating to women. And the question for today is, who was the first African female journalist and in what country? And the answer is Bilkisu Yusuf, also known as Hajia Bilkisu Yusuf a Nigerian journalist, columnist, and editor for prominent newspapers in Abuja, Kanu, and Kaduna, Nigeria. She's known in Nigeria for being the first woman to direct a national newspaper operation and served as editor for two more. She was a Hausa Muslim, feminist, and advocate for interfaith society, who was known for being an advisor to the Nigerian president on international affairs and the founding of NGOs such as Women in Nigeria, WIN, and the Federation of Muslim Women's Association. She was executive director of Advocacy Nigeria and was very active in the Bring Back Our Girls campaign, which was aimed at the safe return of the Chibok girls. Bilke Yusuf was a Nigerian powerful woman who believed in changing the status quo and fighting for women's rights. I hope you have been inspired today to fight for a cause. I'll see you after this break. Stay with us. Welcome back to She Motivates. Today, we celebrate an amazing Nigerian beauty entrepreneur and lawyer, Tara Fela Durotoye. Tara is a pioneer in the bridal makeup profession in Nigeria. She launched the first bridal directory in 1999, set up international standard makeup studios and established the first makeup school in Nigeria. She is the founder and CEO of House of Tara International and creator of the Tara Orekelewa Beauty Range, Inspired Perfume and the HIP Beauty Range. As of 2019, her brand, House of Tara, had 270 products, 23 stores, 
14 beauty schools and 10,000 representatives all around Africa. In 2007, Tara Feladrotoe was awarded the Africa SMME Award and the Entrepreneur Award in South Africa. And in 2013, Forbes listed her as one of the 20 young power women in Africa. In 2020, the magazine Forbes listed her among Africa's 50 most powerful women. Tara is married to Fela Durutoye, a business strategist and corporate activator, chief executive officer of Visible Impact. They are happily married with three sons. I hope you have been inspired today that you can make it in any industry. The world is waiting for you. I'll see you again after this break. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Shiro segment. Today, I have another Shiro with me who is a reputable marketing and talent liaison manager who has carved a niche for herself in the marketing space with over 10 years of project management, influencer marketing, and brand image development. She spearheaded and worked on numerous projects such as Coca-Cola, Schweppes, Malt, Lunch, Ghana, Virgin Atlantic Communication Activities, Ghana, New York Film Academy Training Program, Nigeria, AFCON 2015, Pepsi Brand Promotion, Equatorial Guinea, Corporate Elite Concert, and so many others. She also has a flair for art and created Room for Expression with Artsmania NG, where she's built a community for artists in Nigeria, making available some of the world's best art supplies in the country. Welcome with me, Andrea Manuela Giacalia. Did Hi. I get that? <laughs> yes, you did. You did. You got it. <clears throat> welcome, you did. welcome, welcome to Shepreneur. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's start with your name. That name, I was struggling to pronounce it right yesterday. And I was okay. asking myself, Andrea Manila, where are you from? I'm half Ghanaian, half Italian. My mm. mom's Ghanaian and my dad is Italian. Okay. So yeah, the name comes from my dad's side. Don't ask me what it means. I have no <laughs> idea. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I have to find out one of these days, but yeah. You I never would. asked any of your parents? Well, my dad gave us a name. I've asked him. He just says it doesn't have a meaning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, but I guess like unlike a lot of um, names that people are used to, mm -hmm. we always assume there's a meaning behind so it. it. But I think sometimes it's just a name. It's just a name, right? <laughs> I don't really think there's always a meaning behind it. So tell us a bit about you. How was your childhood like having to come from Italy and Ghana mixed together? How was your upbringing? Where did you grow up? A bit about you. Okay, so I grew up in Ghana. My parents lived in Kumasi. It's like a city in Ghana. And I went to school in Kumasi from primary to secondary to mm -hmm. university. Okay, well, my secondary school, I went to Cape Coast. I was mm -hmm. in a boarding house. Um, and then in uni, I went to Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, which is also in Kumasi. And after uni, I relocated to Accra. And then I started working and stuff. Yeah. So natural acid. I had I had an awesome childhood. Mm. I cannot even complain about my childhood. Okay. It was beautiful. You grew up with God, mommy, my daddy, parents. sisters. You have siblings? Yes, I do. I come from a blended family. Let me put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so before my parents met, my dad had two older boys, and then my mom had a daughter. 
and then my parents met and then they had my older sister myself and my little brother mm -hmm. so i come from a big blended family my two older brothers live in italy um the rest of us we live in ghana um because they live with their mom and then the rest of us live in ghana um so yes my parents are still together yes my parents still live together and yes we all live in ghana i'm the stray child that <laughs> we left decided to come to nigeria and came all the way to nigeria <laughs> what's it about nigeria what attracted you to our country <laughs> I got a job offer and I took it. <laughs> it was as simple as that. There was, mm. People ask me that a lot, but there was really nothing more to it than I got a job offer and then I took it. I think I just wanted to explore a bit more of what was out there than I was already exposed to. So, okay. And I then know. I took it and I've been here since. Yeah, enjoying yourself so far, right? I mean, it's not a bad experience. Yeah, I mean, there are a few things that are a little stressful. Little sister. <laughs> 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 Come on, even if you I'm guys, listening. even if you guys are honest with yourselves, you would know that I'm not telling a lie. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't see the difference between Ghana and Nigeria mm. in terms of the people and the culture. We have a lot of similarities. Yeah, we do. The only difference in terms of the two countries that I would probably mention is things like 24-hour electricity, mm. clean water, yeah. awesome roads. Yeah. We're working towards infrastructure. that. Infrastructures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's some really beautiful places in Nigeria and stuff, but I, that would be the only difference. In terms of the people, there's well, not like, much of a difference. Yeah, we're yeah. very much yeah. we're very, so very true. Similar. So true. Now, I know you've built a career around projects management, marketing, influencing. What would you say inspired you in that direction? That is a very good question. I don't think it's an inspiration per se. You know, it's that thing where you start working and you end up somewhere, you're like, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. And you kind of mm. like end up doing that. Mm. I'm more interested, I'm a very artsy person. I like lots of art, I like DIY stuff. But then when I started working, I sort of found myself in the field of interacting a lot with people, helping on projects and stuff like that. So I just sort of transitioned into it. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're sort of good at something. It keeps coming. Well, well, when you're sort of good at something, it's just you can say it. It's okay. I know you're humble, like but improve <laughs> on it. And so I just ended up staying in that field. In terms of the digital marketing aspect, I've always been like a tech freak. Like I like a lot of stuff that has to do technology and mm. development and mm. innovation. So that just came seamlessly because I was in a field that was transitioning into a digital era. Okay. So for me, it was just a seamless, you know, transition. As always doing things the old way, let's all sort of transition onto the digital platform, which we now see today as influencer marketing and digital digital media monitoring and all of that stuff. Yeah. And you are great at it. Okay, so if you don't want to I say it <laughs> for yourself, by yourself, Thank I'm going you. to help I, I you. I try my you best. You are Thank great you. at it. Thank you. And one of the reasons we decided to put up a show like this is to spotlight African women who are doing amazing, who are, we do not pat ourselves on the back as we should. And I think it's time for women to stand up and begin to pat themselves on the back. So you are great at it. Take it from me. I'm good at it, but I would like to be better. <laughs> of course, of course. So yeah, and yeah. tooting one horn's horn is not my forte. So. Yeah, But I'm, I try. <laughs> All right. So um, I also know that you're the CEO of a media tracking company. Can you tell us what's about? Okay, so I own a digital media monitoring company called DigiTracker. Okay. So what DigiTracker sort of does is, you know, because everybody's sort of transitioning into the whole digital media space, mm -hmm. a lot of brands and, you know, uh, personalities are sort of trying to find ways of getting their product out there 
via the you know new media which is digital media so instagram facebook twitter youtube google search engines etc the traditional way companies used to go was billboards yeah, tv radio TV. Mm. but now really if you really think about it how many times you really spend it's on, even quite expensive on on like tv and radio and who really looks at a billboard do you know what i mean so most brands are sort of transitioning and trying to find more innovative ways of advertising on in the digital media space but then the difficulty in that field is how do you sort of monitor monitor mm. what is actually going on in that space how do you sort of know that okay if i spend this amount on this platform or if i pay this influencer this amount this is what i'm going to get, get from back it. Mm. half the time you pay an influencer x amount to post and they you don't, don't even know anything. how many people actually came to your page because the influencer posted it or you don't even know how many people actually interacted with your brand or bought something from you so now what we do is we work with clients and brands that sort of want to work with influencers on the digital media space and want mm -hmm. to advertise their products and we now do the digital media reporting where we kind of collate all that data that you normally would not have been able to get mm. on your own without setting key tools and softwares and stuff like that so yes if an influencer posts for you you can always get them to send you their back-end stats but then you can never really see how many people actually reposted or used your hashtag or communicated but what we now do is we have a listening tool which goes out there in the digital space you put in certain keywords mm. it picks up all the people that talks about the that product product in that area in that location it goes all the way to the demography from age to the kind of things they were interested in so it also helps you sort of narrow down moving forward the way you want to like strategize your marketing campaigns because then you now know that okay most people that are interested in your products are people that are interested in music or fashion or entertainment so it just helps you it's just a whole lot of information that sort of helps you better strategize the way you plan and then it also helps you understand which influencers to work with and which ones not to work not with. to work with because wow. the platform also tells you what the influencers followers are interested in mm. so if you're selling milk per se and you go and pay an influencer that is a musician because oh they have 20 million followers but their 20 million followers it's not a single person is interested in milk hmm. you're completely off hmm. your target do you know what i mean or maybe not a single person is within the age range that you're looking for which is maybe 17 to 25 maybe they're all above 35 so you're completely off but the platform allows you to know whose audience is fit for your brand based on stats hmm. it pulls in the back i'm quite interested in this and i would like to know <laughs> so for instance because i sell <laughs> And um, sometimes I want to get influencers to help, mm -hmm. you know, market what I sell. Now, instead of going directly to the influencers, do I come to your company mm -hmm. and say, okay, I want to do this? That means I have to pay you and pay the influencers at the same time. Is that what it is? Well, yes, that's what it is. Because we advise you in the right direction to go. You oh. could do it yourself, but you may be completely off mm. track. You may get it right, you may not. But yeah, that's what we also do. Mm -hmm. So we also do advisory services for brands that sort of, need the plan and then some brands don't even know what to do with influencers so we sort of also guide them in the best ways to get them to do um organic posts and stuff that will give your brand the mileage and exposure that you're looking for do you work with startups we work with everybody in <laughs> we do because not discriminate sound like very high you're going to be having very high profile i mean clients. we do have some high profile clients mm -hmm. and then i do have some small startup clients and then i do have some friends that i just do some things i'm a friend now. <laughs> i'm booking my slot on the show i'm a friend now so yeah we we do different things okay. i mean we actually even have a platform that 
it's sort of like an artificial intelligence tool mm. that you can use to automatically sort of like reply people and interact with people in the social media space. So I'll give you an example. Say like how COVID started, there was a lot of questions in the digital media space about, oh, is it dangerous? How do I get it? How do I stay away from it? What do I do if, mm. if I'm staying home? What happens? How do I buy food? You know, all these plenty of questions that was going around about COVID. How contagious is it? How do you um, get the virus, etc. So with the AI tool, what you can actually do is you can input all the information, all the knowledge from mm. anywhere in the world that is creditable or that is valid. And the AI just automatically replies people based on certain keywords. So as long as you say COVID and you say, I'm afraid, the mm. AI tool reply you. There's no need to be afraid. All you have to do is when you're going out, wear a mask, cover your face, <laughs> wash your hands. So it's digital. Also, I know. <laughs> It's a beautiful space, and yeah. the opportunities are endless. Mm. So as I'm talking, you can see the passion in my voice. I can I see the passion. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I absolutely love that space because the possibilities and the opportunities to sort of do so many things in that space is beautiful. And solve problems. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. The only thing that I don't like about the space is people use it for the wrong things. Yeah. But unfortunately, like everything, there's always a there's negative. There's always a negative, and there's always somebody that will find another way to sort of use it in a way that it's not intended for hmm. awesome yeah let me <laughs> let me start talking now otherwise i'm gonna go on forever i think at this point we have to take a break when we okay. come back we continue this conversation with andrea stay with us Welcome back to Shepreneur with BC Ubo in Africa Business Radio. And I still have the same Shiro with me, Andrea. So let me ask you, what are some of the challenges you faced in building your career? What were some of the lessons you learned from them? And how were you able to rise up again? Let me take it one at a time. Um, okay. Let me see. Challenges. challenges. I think for me, the biggest challenge, which is a personal issue, is I don't know how to delegate. Mm. so I tend to sort of want to have to do everything myself so I can like be on top of everything and it's done the way I want it to so I, I am aware it's not a good thing it's not and I'm trying to change because okay. you know I recently got like an, an assistant and somebody to help me with Artsmania and stuff like that and I'm now looking for a sales and marketing person for DigiTracker so I don't have to do that myself also so um, that has been my biggest challenge and uh, now the second challenge that I sort of picked up on also it's very difficult to find the right people to mm. work with mm. um, because maybe because I have a different sort of work ethic and maybe because lots of people just think it's okay to do things anyhow yeah or do it the way they think it's okay and even when you correct them because they feel like oh I know, you know, they still don't want to do it your way. Um, or I, I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's just, you know, some people just the want generation? to... The generation? Maybe. Maybe mm. they just want to be comfortable and just earn a salary and just keep moving. Really? So sometimes a lot of people that you will find are not as invested in... In the work. In the work as you are. Maybe it's because it's not their company or mm. I, I don't know. But that is, has been a challenge. Um solutions is just sort of to keep looking and keep trying to train the existing people that you have as best as you can um i'd like to think i'm an amazing boss <laughs> <laughs> so 
um, for someone who's humble to say I this. know no <laughs> this 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 I, this I this I think I can say for sure that I think okay. I'm, I'm an amazing boss and I, and I think all my you know colleagues and staff will sort of vouch for that I hope so <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes I think that has been some of the challenges um, Another challenge, which I don't really like to call a challenge, but maybe because we are on this show, I would sort of just mention it. And I wouldn't use that. Actually, maybe I shouldn't talk about it because it's not in relation to me. But I find lots of people say, you know, being a female in the work industry can be challenging. Mm. And yes, that is probably true. It hasn't applied to you. I think it depends in the context of the situation. Um, I've never really had issues because I was a woman in the field. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, I've been to certain places where maybe because of their religion or stuff, you know, they they cannot speak to a woman, which is fine, and I respect that. I I don't think anybody should hold that against anybody because Mm -hmm. if I was born into that situation, that that would be my norm. So that is what I would know. Um, So unfortunately, it's just the way the situation is. I just feel like based on religion, tribe, ethnicity wherever people are from you sort of have to respect the different spaces in which you find yourself and so maybe that's what i've done along the lane Mm -hmm. now maybe if you want to ask me about you know the normal stuff where okay women find issues of a guy trying to hit on them or sleep with them you haven't had that as well before i'm getting to the conversation (laughs) (laughs) i'm waiting before you probably achieve something i think also that is also a personal choice Mm. in some aspect of it you know forget the forceful aspect and because that's a whole completely different conversation but in some aspect of it it's still a personal choice now it's not okay to sort of say that because of circumstances and somebody decided to do something you're not judging the person because you don't know why she had to go that far Mm -hmm. but fortunately for myself i've never been put in that Position. position But I can understand when people complain about things like that because I've experienced it and I know friends that have experienced it and I know people that have talked about it. So I can understand that position. So I feel like those are some of the challenges as females in an industry and especially sometimes when you're not married mm-hmm. and you know you are interacting with different people on certain levels, they tend to be very abrasive because, okay, why are you this age and you're not married yet? You know, why are you still single? And the funny thing that I've actually, actually, yeah, let me say this. The funny thing I've actually noticed is a lot of the times it's the women that do it. Yeah. Like you go to an office we and, enforce and it's the yes, patriarchy that we have. It, you go to an office and the woman in the MD position or CEO position or whatever is actually the one giving you all the attitude yeah. and giving you all the stress. It's yeah. not even the guys. And they give you that thing of, oh, who's this small girl coming to office thinking, mm. you know. So it's mostly the women who, who do it from my experience. It's actually sad that it comes from the It women. is, it is. It's actually very sad. Let me even ask you this question. Do you get to be told no? You're an entrepreneur and you've carried out major, major projects. At a point in your career, do you go somewhere to probably get a contract and somebody says no? Do you receive yeah, as I mean, many no's as... No's a lot. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no's, no's, are, no's are part of the, the path Package. that you take. Mm. The, the, the no's will be a lot. I've How done... do you handle your no's? <laughs> I live a very easy life. Okay. If something is not working and somebody tells me no, I keep it moving. If it's not happening, you move on to the next thing and try to make something else 
of something else if you believe in that project and you get 300 no's and you believe that's the way to go you just keep working on it mm-hmm. till you eventually reach that your break so for me it's still sort of like where i want to go in my life and for myself and then it helps me make the decisions and the choices that i make so even mm-hmm. if somebody tells me no on a project that i believe in it's fine you can tell me no i'll find somebody else that is willing to give me a yes and you so, keep going so and i just going. keep going as long as i believe in it i will keep going till i find the person yes. that will tell me a yes or i just do it on my own and then if it happens it happens <laughs> you know yeah. You create your own platform. Yes, I, I create my own path for the yeah, things I want to do. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So uh, what would you tell a young woman who wants to succeed in either career or business, but really doesn't know how to start or doesn't know what to look to? Or, you know, wait, there are some people I've spoken to, they are waiting for somebody to hold their hands and just give them what they need as against starting from wherever they are and trying to do something to get there so if a young girl comes to you and say i want to be like you what do you have to say to her i would ask what do you know about me <laughs> good question that is the first thing i would ask you you can't say you want to be like somebody when you don't know anything, anything about, about the about person mm. it's an interesting question because a lot of people want to be like a lot of things but a lot of people don't understand where those people started from and how they got to where they were. They just mm-hmm. see them shining or, you know, they see a Waze or a Burner Boy and then 20 million other young boys out there want to be an artist and they think... They want to be a Burner Boy. I now, know, now, 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 now. <laughs> but they don't know how long Burner and Wiz or David or Tiwa or any of these people have been in the industry for. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with any other field. You see somebody in an MD or a CEO position and you don't even know how they got there, but you just want to be like them. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that whole waiting for somebody to help you is sort of never gonna happen if you don't start something Mm. you can start from anything you can start from being an assistant who is very dedicated who just does her work and does it really really well and sometimes life presents you opportunities that you never expected you may be somewhere thinking oh this career is holding me down or whatever and i want to do my own thing but you're also not in a position to start sort of start your own thing Everybody thinks starting your own thing is easy. What? But it's not. Tell me. It's not. And I, <laughs> and I keep telling people that until you have a stance, don't stop what you're doing to start your own thing. Fantastic. Because I've worked for as long as I can remember, and I still haven't stopped to start my own thing. Mm. I've done everything side by side. Mm. You can't just stop and do your own thing, mm. especially in the economy in which we are in. It's not possible. You need to have something stable. Yeah. And least. I like nice things. <laughs> so you don't go begging. <laughs> yes. I like nice clothes and shoes and bags and... And I love gadgets and my laptop, so I have to be able to afford all of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. True. So I juggle a lot of things, and I just feel like people should just sort of find what works for them, Mm. but never give up that sustainable income Mm. when you don't have anything you're sure of When you haven't built a strong Or you don't have a family inheritance. Listen, if you have a family inheritance, just do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) But if you know that you're the one responsible for all the bills Mm. and everything, you don't want to, yes, use wisdom to decide the things that you do. Mm. So that's so cool. I want to know, how do you balance your personal life? Do you have a personal life? (laughs) Oh, I I do. How do you balance it with work? So I like my me time also. I like to spend time on my own um, because I I like to do a lot of DIY stuff and I'm very hands-on. So I balance my work with doing things that I enjoy. And sometimes the best way to kind of regroup yourself is to get away from all the noise, from the work. 
Because sometimes you're, you're looking at it so much that you don't see the problem. Mm. But then take a step away from it. Do something completely different. different. And then you come back and be like, oh, okay, this is what it was. Because sometimes your brain is just, it has gotten so used to what you are looking at. So sometimes you just need to go away. And, and so I try and find time to do things like that. I do. I do. You hang out? Yes, friends. I do. I do. You I go, go clubbing. I love clubbing. I used to, I used to club <laughs> do you so dance? Much. Yes, I, I love dancing. Actually. Wow! Wow! It's one of my favorite things to do. Wow! So no, I try and find time for everything. I don't sleep early, so maybe. Okay, you work mostly at night. Yeah, I actually do better working at night at than night. I do during the Same day. Same here. Yeah. Mm. So you are promising me now that you have time for your personal life. You look fresh, by the way, so you're not looking Thank stressed. Thank you. <laughs> all the things that you do, so definitely you take out time. Yeah, do let's you not work judge out? A book by its cover. Yeah. Do, do you work out? Oh gosh, I wish I could work out. Oh. Like when I see people going to the gym, I envy it so much. Uh-uh, you look like you really work out. No, I, 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 could I have wish. Sworn. No, you know the shirt is baggy, so you can't see. <laughs> you can't see my big stomach. That I'm trying to yeah, suck looking it. like you have abs <laughs> under there. So no, oh, I I God. try to do my best. Um, with exercise as I can. But if I tell you I go to the gym <laughs> once every lying. month, I'm lying. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so good to have this chat Thank with you. Thank you so much for Thanks having for me. Coming. I know I spoke a lot. No, it's cool. That's, Thank that's you for the having idea. me. That's the idea. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And um, you, hopefully we'll friend. have you sometime again to chat with me on the show. Okay. <laughs> no problem. All right. That's a wrap on Shepreneur with BC Ubo and Africa Business Radio. Till I come your way again next week. Bye-bye. Get super fast and reliable internet service for a great rate. CenturyLink is offering up to 940 meg fiber internet for $65 per month, including free modem and free professional installation. Go to CenturyLink.com slash Portland Fiber to learn more. Service, speed, and offer are not available everywhere. New residential customers only. Additional taxes, fees, and surcharges apply. Prepay required. Rates subject to change. Restrictions apply. Toyota of Portland is making it very easy to drive home in the new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle that you love. At Toyota of Portland, they work with everyone, no matter your credit scenario. Thousands of shoppers become customers because the team at Toyota of Portland always go above and beyond. Check out their incredible Google reviews and go test drive your new car. Toyota of Portland, the easiest place to buy a car, well, since forever. Toyota of Portland, uniquely different.